Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071 on a very rainy Thursday. So if you're carting around town, be careful out there. Be careful. I, you know, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Right off the bat, we, we have so much weird and depressing crap to talk about today that I want to start off with something positive. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge football fan. You guys know that, but my wife is, and she's been talking to me about the gunslingers for a while and she really, really wants to go. And I'm, I'm actually intrigued to go because I, what is it? What did I hear? It's a, it's a cross between hockey and basketball. Is that kind of what they're saying? And, uh, the pacing is a lot different than a football game. And, uh, I, I think it's, I, I want to go. I told my wife that we're going to go for a date night to see the uh, gunslingers. They're playing the Carolina Cobras uh, for Fiesta theme night coming up this Saturday night at the Freeman Coliseum. Let's go ahead. And Trey's going to be giving away a bunch of these family four packs tomorrow morning on the 550 KTSA morning news. I'm sure we'll give away uh, a, a pack on, on wearing Ryman. So I want to give, give you a chance to uh, go see the game, and then we'll talk about some crazy crap going on here in planet here on planet Earth. The phone lines two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. First person to get through that Elaine picks up on gets a family four pack to the uh, a Fiesta night f- uh, four pack to to see the uh, San Antonio Gunslingers on Saturday night at Freeman. That's going to be fun, man. You'll enjoy yourself. And baby, with the way the the world's going right now, you need to enjoy yourself. You need to get out there and spend some time with your family and your friends because the S is getting weird, man. And I, I want to start off, you know, I, I, we'll slowly get into World War III and crap like that, okay? Because Lebanon is is hurling missiles into Israel, into northern Israel. But I, you, you know, I have, and I'm not going to out him, but I got a guy on, on my Facebook. It's a friend. That's all I'm going to say. And he posted something yesterday that's kind of like along the lines of what I'm seeing a lot of folks from the left, what they're posting. Uh, in regards to the, to the, indi- uh, to the uh, well, not the, just the indictment, but uh, this business of drag queens in schools, right? And the gender crap with the kids, which is sick. It's a sickness, what you're doing to the kids. And the dude, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the post, but he the, basically said, uh, well, you know, uh, drag queens uh, doing shows for kids in their school libraries uh, is just awful. And then he uh, added, uh, thinks no reasonable person ever. In other words, it's the unreasonable thought. And, and I, I bring, I'm not focusing on this, dude, but I, I bring it up because it's reflective of what you see a lot from folks, okay? in regards to this this particular topic. And it's the idea that this surreal bullcrap is is the reasonable thing to think. So according to your average liberal idiot, the reasonable, rational thought is that kids should be uh, sexualized, that six- and seven-year-olds can decide their gender at that age, and that, yeah, highly sexualized drag queen shows at school is a good thing. And you know what? Reasonable people think so. The hell they do. The hell they do. You know why they don't think? It's not freaking reasonable. 
And if you're out there and you're one of these people that thinks drag this this obsession with kids and this drag thing and the gender thing and the tranny thing, if you think that crap is reasonable in any way, shape, or form, then I want you to try something for me. I want you to do something for me. I want you to go out into your world, whatever part of town you live in, whatever, you know, you live downtown, you live in one of the neighborhoods, what have you, okay? I'm not encouraging you this. I'm just to do this because it's a crime. But, you know, if you, if you want some perspective in your brain as far as what reasonable people think, you're, I'll lay it out for you. If you genuinely believe that this stuff is great and this is good stuff for kids, then by all means, you go out into your neighborhood you go up to somebody who has a seven or an eight year old kid. You introduce yourself and you start talking to them about this stuff. Maybe get yourself a couple of books, some of these gay books, you know, these trans books that are all the rage right now with uh, the public school system that explain things like masturbation, gay sex. You know, what it's like to be somebody trapped in somebody else's body. Get your hands on one of those books. Hey, you can, you can, you can buy them on Amazon. I, I'm fairly certain you can get them on Amazon. Get yourself a copy of one of these damn books. Get one of the really, really popular ones. And again, because you reasonably think this is a very good thing for kids, go up to somebody in your world who has a kid, a seven- or an eight-year-old, and start talking to them about it and give them one of those books. Say, you know, I want your child to have this book. I think this is reasonable. It's reasonable that your kid should have this book. I think it's a good thing your kid ought to look at. I want this is a gift for me. I want you to give this to your child. See what happens. See if the person's parent thinks that you're being reasonable. Because here's the dealio. There's absolutely nothing reasonable about it. It's it's freaking sick, is what it is. And if you take a lot of this stuff, if not all of it, out of the classroom and you take it out of the school library, and you take it out of the educational system, and you start talking this crap and doing this crap around kids in your neighborhood, you're going to get freaking arrested. You know why? It's a freaking crime. You know why? Because it should be. This is, I cannot believe that you have to actually have this freaking conversation with people. I cannot believe you have to actually put freaking laws on the books so that doctors and leftists don't you know encourage your kid to get you know surgically mutilated before adolescence i cannot believe that we have to have this conversation that we have to have this debate because what you think this is reasonable what part of it's reasonable what part of sexualizing kids and convincing them to have irreversible surgeries before they're even fully grown that will cause, the, and I know I've done the research, baby, that will cause them physical pain of one kind or another for the rest of their lives. Uh, you're encouraging kids who aren't really the ones making the choice. You know why? Because they're kids. The fact that there are people, there probably are some people listening to me right now that think I'm a hater, I'm horrible, I don't care about trans kids. You know what? There aren't any. There are no trans kids. That is a choice that adults make and should be making. This is sick. And now we got this freaking guy 
and he's a dude. It's Dylan Mulvaney. Boy, he's the cock of the walk, isn't he? <laughs> Boy, he's popular this week, isn't he? He's getting all kinds of deals. They He's selling sports bras for Nike. He's selling sports bras for Nike. He's got no breasts. You know why he's got no breasts? Because he's a dude. Dudes don't have breasts. Dudes don't have boobies unless they get them implanted. So you, you, we've actually reached the point. I got, mean, I, I, it's so surreal, man. It's so stinking surreal. After uh, a long and hard-fought battle for equality for women, biological women, Hillary Clinton ran on what? Busting through that glass ceiling, sweetheart. Well, you know what? The glass ceiling now belongs to men. <laughs> we are actually at the point where we're so collectively screwed up in the heads that we are paying a a guy, a man, a biological dude, crap loads of money to sell a product for which he himself has no need. It's a training bra. He has no breasts. Holy crap. What's the great line from the Big Lebowski from Walter? Has the whole world gone crazy? <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Oh, look, there's Spurs Jesus on uh, on uh, the Kimberly and Not With Esteban show. Oh, there he is. That gives me a little hope. Hey, Spurs Jesus. Sucks that nobody likes to go see the Spurs anymore. <laughs> All right, anyway, 210-599-5555. Quickly, here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? Doing fine. Hey, what are you thinking? Well, you know, uh, this guy who says he's a girl who's selling sports bras, and uh, it's – I'm not – didn't he say that he identifies himself as a girl? Doesn't he? I think he's he identifies as like a little girl. It's bizarre. Well, well, what, what? In what world is it okay to sell beer if you're a minor? <laughs> right. Fair I, point. Uh, if, he, if, he, if he identifies as a minor, it's illegal for him to sell beer. Oh, holy God, baby, we are down the rabbit hole, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. We're going to talk to Jeff here in a second. We're talking about a tranny selling athletic bras, a, a dude selling athletic bras, and he's got no breasts. Dylan Mulvaney is the most famous person on planet Earth right now next to Donald Trump. <laughs> Dylan's having a great week, man. He's a dude. And you know what? We validate this. This crap is so normalized. Fox News, okay, he's a her. Every reference to Dylan, every story, he's a her. No, he's not. You know what I want? I don't want trannies selling athletic bras. You know what I want? I want more gay and lesbian people to stand up and start saying, you know what? 
these people don't represent us. This whole trans thing doesn't represent us. We don't advocate for the sexualization of children. There is an actual group out there, Gays Against Grooming. Uh, They don't get a lot of media attention, shockingly enough. But if you're gay, I don't know why you don't hate this trans thing. It, it, it's it, you don't want because it's it's making y'all look it's i've heard gay people have called i have gay friends i i've talked to gay people who say this is making us all look horrible you know uh and and man it, it, just the fact that we have to have this argument is bizarre to me caitlin jenner is now despised caitlin jenner king of the queens this wasn't even a conver- wasn't not, was not a conversation in America, as far as I can remember. There was here and there some business about people in changing rooms at Target, but that was about it, right? Uh, Bruce Jenner gets boobs, and all of a sudden the trans community is everything, man. All of a sudden the Democrats, the the, the leftists, the liberals, they wrap their arms around this tiny, tiny tiny numerically tiny ass community that's not even a real community weaponize them use them and now how you feel whether you like it or not how you feel about trans people is the litmus test in society as to whether or not you should be allowed to participate in society uh they're gonna they're trying to pass something up in canada this this trans chick in canada uh, where it's something absurd, like, I don't know, three football – trade described it as, a, as an area spanning three football fields, right, uh, of a safety zone around any drag event in Canada where if you say something offensive, you could be arrested for a crime, something offensive. Offensive is kind of relative, subjective. But same thing's going on in the U.K. It's happening here. It's very weird. But uh, it is the new litmus test. Do you believe kids can, uh, would you support a child in your world who was seven or eight and wanted to be in transition? And if you say no, well, then you're going to suffer some consequences. Here's Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? My brother from another mother. Hey, hey man. Morning? Doing great, man. Um, hey, I have a suggestion. You know, for people to get offended, you know, like, oh, how dare you? You know, drag queens can do whatever. How about we just not sexualize our children, like, at all? I know. <laughs> at all. Just let them be kids for crying out loud. They, they're going to have enough years in this horrible damn world that they don't need to be getting started when they're five. Well, I'm sorry. I agree. There's purpose behind it, though, and you know what it is. There's purpose. Oh, oh I know it's indoctrination, but I mean right. the logic of people saying said no reasonable person ever, and all this like no reasonable oh, people don't want to sexualize their kids from. You know, I mean, come on, like maybe ten years old, right? You start talking to them about the birds and the bees and things like that, but you don't. You don't. I mean, let them be children. Yes. And also, you know, I heard a story this morning on your news station. They reported where gun rights or or gun uh, law advocates stormed the capital of Texas. Insurrection! Insurrection! Ah! <laughs> I gotta go. Man. All right, love you, brother. Love you, Jeffy. Insurrection in Austin. That uh, somehow that's not an insurrection. No, sometimes I think I must go mad. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. One more quick one. Alex, how you doing? Prima. Hey. <laughs> Hi. 
<laughs> okay, just real quick. This is Satan, right? Alive and well in America. Yeah. And where are the people of faith? Okay? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Because I, all I hear is crickets from them. Well, so they're out they? there, it's, but it's the, 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 another reason you hear crickets is because they don't get covered. Dylan Mulvaney could fart and it would be international news, okay? But you got a church group that's against yep. this stuff. Well, they're just haters. They don't deserve any attention. Yeah, and it's a shame, man. Yeah, I Greatest agree. country in the world. I agree. To its knees. Yep. I got to run, and we're watching it go to its knees. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210 599 All right. Uh, let's talk about Prop A for a second here. And uh, uh, one of the big stories locally uh, was this interview with Ron Nuremberg, the mayor of this GD city. <laughs> And uh, KSAT, and he said he he is against Prop A. Uh, He said, uh, well, I'm paraphrasing, uh, but uh, something to the effect that he's always supports the legalization of marijuana, which, of course, this wouldn't do, and the the abortion stuff, which this also wouldn't do. But he's against all the other stuff, and he's against Prop So he's officially come out against Prop A. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation on our end uh, as to why this is. Um, is this, was he getting pushback from the business community? He's never exactly been a friendly voice for the business community of San Antonio. Uh, but there is a lot of business. Uh, we're a tourist town. Uh, you uh, get something like Prop A on the books. Right, we we know we sort we, we not sort of we actually do know what happens when towns when municipalities take this on. Crime goes up. We've already got a bad crime problem. There's more homeless people. We got illegals all over the place. We got crime up the yin yang. You add Prop A into that mixture, and the crime rate's going to go nuts. And I got I got a story I want or an idea I want to talk to you about in regards to that here in a second. But as far as Nuremberg and and what his purposes are in coming out in, in, in favor of Prop A, I have the faintest idea. I have no idea. I, I don't know if he's genuine. I don't know if he's succumbing to pressure. I don't know if he's playing us. I, I have no idea. This is where we are with the, uh, with the American politician in America in the year 2023. We're so cynical towards them that we don't really know when they're being truthful or lying or disingenuous i have no idea i have no idea where as far as prop 8 it really is irrelevant what ron nuremberg thinks about it okay all that really matters is that i'm freaking against it and hopefully you are too i think most of you are i will tell you i asked elaine to reach out to him if he wants to come on this show and let me ask him a few questions about it i'd be all for that we used to be friendly to each other we haven't talked in a long time but if he wants to come on my gig and talk about it, I'd certainly have him on. I, I doubt that'll happen, <laughs> but I'll put it out there. 
But this town, just like the country, is in a, a really dicey place. We're kind of at a fork in the roads, you know, a fork in the road. And I, I, I've said this for 12 years. The 12 years I've been living in San Antonio, you know, uh, you, you, you see reflected in our city government much of the crap that we see gurgling out of the big swamp uh, inside the Beltway. we got our own little mini swamp here. It's all part of the same swamp, mind you. And certainly swamp dollars flow into San Antonio for a guy like Ron Nuremberg. But we are at a, a, a fork in the roads, a fork in the road as far as the future of this town. And you're already seeing the town go to hell, aren't you? I know I am. I don't live. I, I don't live behind gates. I live in just a regular neighborhood. I've got more homeless in my neighborhood. I've been there for five years now. But a neighbor. But a, I've been a member or a neighbor or a a citizen of the New Gilbo neighborhood. <laughs> You know, for five years, five stinking years now, James and Don. Can you believe that crap? I've been a homeowner for five years. You're all grown up. It's but it's my neighborhood, man. I am New Gilbo Road, okay? <laughs> and it's going to crap. I'm seeing more, and I got nothing against homeless people, but I'm just saying you're seeing more. And I have to believe it has to do with this border th- situation. It has to do with this resource center downtown that's apparently a freaking mess, and that neighborhood's going to hell. Tell me you're not seeing more garbage, more crime, and more wandering people over the all over this city. I, we're seeing it down at the Circle K and the convenience stores where I go every single day. Got people sitting there on the curb with all their crap. We had a guy uh, at the 7-Eleven in my neighborhood that had a gun the other day that was hanging out in the middle of the night. Uh, I know my wife and I were driving to Ingram Mall uh, a few weeks ago and uh, uh, saw with our own eyeballs a homeless camp, a shanty camp, being put up there in the woods between neighborhoods. Was that Ingram Road? Whatever the the road is, that Ingram Road, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I, we're now right, James. You're hearing stuff. We're all hearing stuff. I think people. Uh, I think you're. I think you're going to start. See, and I'm not. I'm not encouraging this at all in any way, shape, or form. But I bet you some folks, when it comes to their neighborhood being overrun by these folks, they're going to start having issues with that. And if you right, yeah, no, it's it's already happening. Uh, Do you want to talk about because you you heard a story? Now again, we can't verify any of this stuff. It's a it's a firsthand story. I was told yesterday. Right. That uh, in a certain area of town, that some people built a sort of uh, little little home, a like little, a structure out of pallets or something pallets, like that. Right. Yeah, like a shanty out right. of pallets, and they're living in this property, someone's property. It's not just public land, right? And they were smelling sulfur eggs type stuff, which was, they were cooking meth. That's what it smells like. I know what it smells like. Yeah, and, crystal meth, right? And some residents got <clears> together. A group of more than five, less than ten, <laughs> approached this shanty area and informed the people, uh, you have a week to leave or we're going to burn it down. Right, right. And the people did leave within a week. But now, this now- is what you're being told. Yes. We, again, we, we caveat this whole thing with this is a, a secondhand story. But now... The, but I, believe, I tend to believe it. <laughs> the neighborhood is now monitoring their other area, their parks right. in the in the region so that uh they have to do it because some of these people are not getting moved out right right they're just letting them stay there people have to take the security of their own neighborhoods into their hands and i tell you what when it comes to prop a if that goes into effect that crap's going to get worse you know because then 
you you may not have a cop who shows up. It ain't slamming the cops. It ain't slamming the cops. I'm a big fan of law enforcement. I got law enforcement law enforcement in my family. And even before that, I always had a respect for the cops, man. I, they put their lives on, on the line every single stinking day. But Prop A goes through, and the cops are leaving. Cops are already leaving. I don't blame them. If you can work in shirts or you can work in some other town and uh, not have to deal with this defund the police and this anti-cop crap, well, hell, uh, who wouldn't? Can't blame them. But if you don't think this shantytown stuff and these homeless towns cropping up and the drugs and the violence and the crime ain't going to get worse with Prop A, that's another one of those reasonable things, okay? A reasonable person will tell you, that if you decriminalize certain offenses, you're going to get more crime. But maybe I'm just a hater. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. News that moves you. On my way to work. They have great reporting. They have interesting stories. Just the personalities. Catch Ware and Rima weekdays starting at 7 a.m. Well, they cover everything in depth. Nationally, internationally. And stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, Carlos, going to talk to Carlos real quick. Carlos, how you doing? How you doing there, Mr. Raymo? I'm pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Uh, I was listening to you about that, that homeless encamp. Uh, I'm over here off of Greenfield uh, and 1604 where they made that bridge. And in that wooded area behind Burke Elementary, they had a huge encampment. Wow. And luckily, I mean, they're, they're gone now. I, I, they've moved around because I, I called the police and I called city council. Council person didn't do nothing. Didn't do nothing. You know, no, didn't do was, nothing. I mean, her people were useless. But, you know, uh, they moved around back over towards, you know, other areas. But, I mean, they were like 200 yards from a elementary school. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, I God. Mean, just... This guy was walking, and he was videotaping one from our from our uh, Facebook group. Mm. And uh, he said, "Check this out! They had dogs out there. They had a big, huge tent, and I mean, they were cooking. They had all kinds of stuff there. And man, we had, I I freaked out. I said, Matt, no, that's too dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous. I'm sure most of them are not bad." But there's got to be one, just like, you know, pop. Right. Uh, I, I'm, right. I got to go. I'm just up against Rob. I'm going to keep talking about this, man. I, I appreciate the call. You know, it, it, it. look, yeah, and this is the first, well, you just hate homeless people. You don't care about the poor. That's, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. We have, you, you cannot tell me that the border issue with no border at all and putting up a resource center in that neighborhood is not drawing a whole bunch of people here who are not your rank-and-file homeless people. These are new homeless. These are illegals. These are drug dealers. These are gang guys. Okay. And I, you know what? I've, and I'll, I talk about signing a mortgage five years ago. I'm a homeowner. And I'll tell you what, I never gave a crap about any of this kind of thing, uh, about the state of a neighborhood or, you know, homeless moving in or drugs going on or crime. Okay, but I own a home now. I'm now that get-off-my-lawn guy. Okay? I'm sinking a fair amount of my damn income. (laughs) 
for the next couple of damn decades to invest in a home in a neighborhood that I liked and I love my neighborhood and I you know we wanted to find a really cool neighborhood that wasn't too frou-frou but you know also you know we, we just wanted a basic family neighborhood and that's what we got and you know this a lot of you know I've known this years before I did that once you buy a house and you invest in a house right guys and you're investing in a neighborhood and your family's there and you're there for the long haul you start caring about your damn neighborhood you start caring about what's going on you start caring about who's hanging out down at the circle k in the parking lot you start caring about guys with guns down there off a of new gilbo road walking around the 7-eleven parking lot you start caring about stuff all the garbage you're starting to see all over the place yeah James, you're a home homeowner. You know what I'm talking. We all know what I'm talking about. You, right, Don? You you care yeah. about your freaking neighborhood. I got, you're investing in it. I got worried because there was gang tags on my mailbox. And right. It's the first time I'd seen it, anything like that in shirts in seven years. Get off my lawn. I'm that guy. Get off my damn lawn and don't screw up my neighborhood. And if the politicians are screwing up my neighborhood, then I'm going to have a problem with the with the politicians. I'm a homeowner, Don. That's right. They need to respect your authority as a homeowner. Get off my debt. Did you ever think when you first met me I'd be saying these words to you? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Because when I first met you 10 years ago, it's like, where do I live again? He, he was half homeless. <laughs> Can you give me a ride? I rented a room out of a guy, out of a dude's house. That's yeah. how I lived. Right. I was one step away from a, from one of these you know extended stay hotel rooms. You didn't even have a car when you first came. I didn't have a car. I was driving one of the his, one of the Mexican station vans. <laughs> I was. I was, dri- dri- was, right, right, I was driving right. a Lalay yeah. va- van. Or I didn't hey, have nothing when I got here, man. We've all driven that van at one time. We have. Right. And so I came to this. I came to this town with nothing. So everything I have right now, I built up. Okay. And I don't want nobody crapping on it. <laughs> that's that's where I am, man. Don't blame you. I'm like Eddie Murphy's dad. This is my house. <laughs> Seriously, let me tell you something. Whose house is? Oh, that's right. It's my house. Look, I think I'll turn up this CD player. You know why? Because it's my CD player. You know, I'm that guy. Get a list of rules on the refrigerator. Nobody pays attention. Syria cannot go outside. No, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that guy in my home, but I pretend no. to be that guy yeah. on occasion. You imagine being that guy. Look at me. This is my yard. This is my fence. This is my roof. You know. And then my wife says, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's all mine. You but it. I tell you what. You think I'm a get-off-my-lawn person. My wife, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I can see that she'll kick your right. ass. Right. She'll kick your ass off the lawn. Right. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. How are you? Now, coming up tomorrow, we'll be, well, Trey will be giving away more uh, Gunslingers tickets. It's arena football coming up at the Freeman Coliseum on uh, Saturday night with the Cobras. They're going up against the... Uh, Carolina Cobras. It's a lot of fun, apparently. Uh, arena football. It's a lot for me. I'm not into football, but I, I I'm, I'm interested in this because it seems like it's a little different. The pacing's different. My wife really wants to go, so we'll be giving away gunslinger tickets. Uh, more uh, four packs tomorrow on the 550 KTSA Morning News and wearing Rima. 
Um, you know, let's talk about this tranny on the beer can just a little bit more because there, there's something even more sinister at work here, and this is pretty freaking sinister. Um, and I said last hour that who'd have thunk, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago uh, it, it, that if we arrived at the Orwellian nightmare, which is really kind of what we are in the process of doing, um, we're, we're, we're just slow walking, sometimes fast walking, uh, frankly, into a fascist state. And a lot of people who grew up in fascist states, communist states, socialism, oppression. Uh, and who made it to America to escape that stuff are coming out and saying, hey, you guys are there, man. You're you're getting real freaking close. You've got the heads of state now looking at this indictment business with Donald Trump saying the, the United States of America certainly can't be bebopping around the world talking about democracy and, and, you know, presumption of innocence and all that happy crap that goes along with democracy. When this is how they operate, when they weaponize at you know agencies of the of the government, the government itself against private citizens, they don't like. So you're on the you know you you're on the way. And one of the things you see happen in in these states, I know my man Trey talks about this a lot, and, and this is true in China right now, is that you have what I call a social score, right? You you have a number, a percentage. Uh, by doing certain things, you gain points. By maybe uh, at certain times voicing certain opinions, you lose points. And where your social number is or score or rating determines what you can do, right? Whether you can buy food, what kinds of food. And this is in China. And who would have thunk 20 years ago, looking ahead to... America being at this juncture in the road and the litmus test would be tranny crap, but it really sort of is. It's tranny crap. Look, in 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 Canada they're passing they're going to pass a law maybe that would create a safe space. I told you this last hour around any kind of drag event where if you say something mildly critical of the trans thing, the whole trans trip you get arrested for a crime. They're already busting people for hate crimes for misgendering people in the UK. A lot of us have been scratching our noggins over the past few days trying to figure out why in the hell would you put a freaking tranny on a can of Bud Li- uh, Budweiser? Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, you look at young people right now, and uh, the the young people of today, and I'm talking the folks who are either in high school, graduating high school, in college, or at college age. My kids getting ready to graduate from college in a, about a month and a half. They have grown up with this indoctrination. They, I've watched it. My kid go through it from the public school system, elementary school, middle school, high school, now college. They have been raised on this crap. In other words, you and I are having arguments, and and parents are going to uh, uh, school board meetings, uh, and that's not exactly going well for them. They're being targeted by the government as domestic terrorists. But it's a new, relatively new conversation we're having. But this indoctrination has been going on for a while. Why put a tranny on a can of beer? You know why? A 19-year-old is going to think that's cool. 
Young people love this crap. Young people love this guy, Dylan Mulvaney. Young people love they, – they're all – they're completely, completely indoctrinated into the whole trans trip. And uh, it's just like they're they're completely indoctrinated into the idea that climate change is real and we're bringing it on and it's all racist and climate change affects black people more than white people. Uh, the rolling back of Roe v. Wade is the end of all medical health care for women across the board like they give a crap about women. But the point being that you put a tranny on a can of Bud Light because you want young people to vote for Democrats. Essentially, I know that sounds weird and cheap and a bit of a reach, but it's really, really not. Again, young people love the whole tranny trip right now. It's cool. And so, yeah, you you know what? You're going to get a lot of young people who are going to start drinking Bud freaking Light, which is crap beer. Sorry, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not a drinker anymore. I don't drink at all anymore. But I, I've, I've tipped a few Bud Lights over the years. Budweiser, in fact, in my late 20s was my beer of choice. But now, if you put a tranny on a Bud Light, a lot of young people are going to be buying that beer. In other words, we've been asking ourselves, why would they kill off such a huge swath of, of their own, you know, customer base, consumer base, which are dudes like me, you know, who uh, and dudes like you, people like you, who, you know, tailgate with Bud Light and take Bud Light out on the river and, and blah, blah, blah. Well, they don't give a crap about you. They're looking down the road. <laughs> they're looking at the consumer base that they're going to have. I think I, I'm really starting to think that's why a lot of the, a lot of these companies like Disney keeps pumping out the tranny crap and you know and on their uh, in their new releases and the wokeness. And the thing I think we have to remember is that we're looking at all this wokeness from our perspective uh, through the lens of of being a middle aged person or even a person in your you know 30s mid to late 30s. But the younger you go, the younger the demographic, the younger the demographic, they love a lot of this stuff. They're, they, 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 they've drank the Kool-Aid. They got the Kool-Aid in their, you know, in their little bippy there when they were uh, little kids. They've been get, hearing this crap since they were little kids in the school. They love this stuff. You put Dylan Mulvaney on anything for young people, and they're going to think it's great. They are the TikTok generation. They are the social media generation. So maybe we need to start looking at it this way. This is what it is. It is an assault on reason. Certainly it is. It's an assault on, we were talking about rational thought. Trey, that's kind of been his theme today. Driving in, I heard Trey talking about rational thought, and I thought of a William S. Burroughs quote exterminate all rational thought it's kind of where we are but baby if you if you younger and you grew up inside this indoctrination okay this is the rational thing that's what's so upside down about it you you couple that with a generation of people who are not being taught critical thinking skills who are not being taught history you've seen the tiktok videos their freaking teacher uh, teachers are the tiktok generation their teachers are young people that buy into all this crap. And we've seen videos where the teachers are refusing to teach or focus on what it is they're supposed to be teaching. I'm teaching my kid how to be a, 
an ally against racism. I'm teaching my kids how to accept people's uh, uh, gender identities. So if you're looking down the road, you, you want to continue on as an industry as, as a, or as a corporation selling whatever crap you sell, at some point you're going to let guys like me go because we're past tense. We're not the majority, the bulk of the buying public anymore, okay? We're getting a little older. Who's going to be buying my damn beer down the road? Who's going to be watching my movies down the road? Who's going to be coming to my amusement park down the road? Who's going to be uh, consuming this culture down the road? The young people. And that's what's at play here. It's not necessarily that they're just cowed uh, by the threat of being canceled. Uh, because if you're a major corporation, you can pretty much weather the, the lawsuits that you may incur by not being woke. But what you cannot stand, what you cannot survive, is nobody buying your crap at all. And so you're marketing towards the future. Uh, in, in any event, it's 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 completely freaking upside down because these corporations are also being played by political forces. So there you go. That's why you get a tranny on a can of beer. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Anywhere, anytime, and it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, we're back. News Talk Five Fifty KTSA FM One Hundred Seven One. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? A tale of two women. A tale of two women. Uh, just now, uh, Governor. Uh, Sanders, Huckabee Sanders of Arkansas, was just on Fox News. Governor, uh, oh God, I, I, Sarah, I, I, I'm, I do. I have a thing for her. I don't know why. I know it's weird. I just think she's pretty. I just think she's pretty. You know, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a call on the air. Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be president someday. There she is. She's talking about tornado stuff, but she also. Arkansas uh, is getting ready ready to pass uh, a new law uh, once she signs it. They approved it yesterday. Uh, that would prevent uh, teachers. Well, in the public school system, teachers would need parental approval uh, to use a minor student's pronoun that is, quote, inconsistent with the student's biological sex. This would extend to Colleges, colleges, and universities that have minors in attendance. In, in attendance, uh, it would require parental approval for that stuff. Uh, and I, I think overall, I, I think it sucks that we sort of need this sort of thing, but we do. So there's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, who is out there fighting for the rights of parents in Arkansas. Because the left are about the business of mutilating kids. I'm sorry if you're pro-trans and that upsets you and that bothers you, what I just said there. I I don't care. I hope it upsets you. And then uh, the other woman uh, that is in the news today is Stormy Daniels, who Piers Morgan, who is a very unimpressive human being. He keeps popping up. I, I don't get it. But he uh, sat down for a 90-minute interview with Stormy Daniels. It's going to be uh, 
uh, premiered today on uh, the Fox Channel, not not Fox Nation, the new pay Fox Channel. Ninety an hour and a half interview with someone whom, based upon my observations over the past few years since Don Well, hell, we're we're coming up on six seven years, is uh, an idiot. She's she's there's not a lot of depth there. Okay. I'm sorry, but Stormy Daniels ain't kicking back with some Vouv Clicquot and reading Descartes, okay? She just, she's not that deep, man. Well, you know what I mean. And uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at, Don? And uh, I'm just saying you just wasted 90 minutes. But you know what? And apparently she wants, I know this might shock you, but apparently she wants Donald Trump to go to jail. So far, we, we're getting little bits and pieces that they're putting out of the interview to to promote it. You know, obviously. You know what's stupid? I I'm going to make a I'm going to roll the dice on a yet another prediction, Don Morgan. I predict a lot of people will watch it. I believe they people will watch a 90 minute interview with freaking Stormy Daniels. Daniels probably, and and for no other reason than she's a stripper and a porn star. Right. That's the only allure of that chick. In history, she has a place in history. At least Monica had a job where she could keep her clothes on. I'm just saying. This is a porn star. Mm-hmm. You may think I'm weird, but when it comes to the opinions of strippers and porn stars, I don't tend to value their opinions too highly. Does that make me an elitist? Kind of. Do you think she's hot? Well, it- do I think she's hot? Well, no, I think she's a pretty lady. You know, she is. She's she's attractive. Trey had a reaction earlier when I said that. Yeah. I think he just dislikes her so much, and he thinks she's probably Satan or something. But, you know, he, she's not bad to look at. Right. There's a reason why she's – I'm saying he had a reaction politically to her. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And plus, he's very respectful of his wife, so he's not going to go on the air and say that Stormy Daniels is attractive. So I will. She's she's hot. I'm not going to I'm not gonna take that away from her. There's a reason why she's in porn. Now, apart from her own life choices – I'm just saying, if she if she didn't look good, let's just be honest, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be in porn very long. Well, she she could be, but just wouldn't be very successful. No, she wouldn't make a lot of money. She's not hard on the eyes. <laughs> but you, you know, know, you're just making it worse for but me I'm every just, time. I'm just saying, she's not unattractive. Right. She's very obviously a highly sexualized, attractive human being. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, she's also an idiot. And what the hell would you talk to her about for ninety? freaking minutes other than to have the camera on her so you can look at her boobs is he gonna do a boot is he gonna like make sure the camera's wide enough the angle's wide enough so you can see the cleavage there because what's stormy daniels without cleavage an empty parking lot okay (laughs) i'm just saying you know if you're gonna put her on the camera parking lot i'm just saying nobody cares if if it's not for her breasts nobody cares she's that girl she's that chick and yet piers i keep wanting to call him piers morgan well, you know, all those British people talk the same. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, 90 minutes, man. Right. 90. What the hell would you talk to Stormy Daniels about for 90 freaking minutes? It's not like she talks to her clients that long. <laughs> According to her, it's only, <laughs> it's only a couple. I want to, if I, if I was, look at you, you're so worried. If I was doing an interview with Stormy Daniels, I'd be like, you know, how, how much do I have to pay you to talk longer? You know what I'm saying? 
Well, I'm suggesting most of her clients are like, could you not talk quite well, so much? Well, apparently the reason we're here talking about her now is she's not very good at holding up her end of a bargain. Nah. So, you know, I mean, we just... That's a hey, you signed, the, you signed the paper. What's that? What did <laughs> yeah. he say? That's a matter of opinion. Ah, <laughs> you no. are. I've been biting my tongue this whole See time. She are. wasn't supposed to say anything. He paid her a hundred grand to shut up, and then she and yet she's out doing and, a ninety-minute. Yeah. He should sue her for breach of contract. Right? I'm gonna sue that horse face. I had it perfectly. It was a beautiful. It was a beautiful deal. A beautiful deal. Perfect. <laughs> I got a horse face. To sign a contract saying she wouldn't talk about it. And there she is talking to Piers Morgan. I'm going to sue her. I'm going to sue her pants off. Wait, that wouldn't, that wouldn't exactly cost a whole lot. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's not. I mean, she takes her pants oh, off for a living. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Where? Porn really is prostitution, is it not? I'm not, and I'm not saying because I despise all porn. Hey, there's some good porn. I'm just saying that it really is prostitution. You are having sex for money. You are doing that. That is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's artistic. The hell it is. It's sex for money. Let's just call it for what it is. Well, then film it in Vegas. Hmm? Then film it in film Vegas. Film it in Vegas. Is Pierce going to have like a premium uh, edition of the interview uh, that you can pay some money for? <laughs> Only fans. See the interview in a private room. <laughs> the platinum membership. Where she's like naked, <laughs> sitting on his head or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Is there like a, get you, is there a Fox Nation members only uh, Stormy Daniels interview? Oh, man. Is he going to pay some extra Fox News? No, Fox Hub. Fox Hub. <laughs> Point Jimmy. Point Jimmy. Jimmy wins Fox Hub. Yes. Let's take a break. It's please, Sean. please. God. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I am so happy to talk with you guys. News Talk made for you. We, we need everything that you are doing. KTSA. KTSA. We need you more now than ever. Stay connected. Yeah, man. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Let's take a call. Here's John. John, how are you? Well, I'm more out thinking about 90 minutes with Stormy Daniels, but... Man, that's um, a lot for anybody. Need a cigarette? But, <laughs> and a sandwich. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm, ta- I'm trying to talk about the segment before that where you were taking grief about Obama imitations and all well, that. I, I wasn't actually doing one. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. But, uh, you know, it, the defense to that is to... Um, uh, bring out all the sound bites of Obama before each audience. He had a particular character that he went into, and it's very. De- he's like a lot of Democrats. He changes up his accent depending on who he's talking to. I think we need to bring back Don Rickles, Richard Pryor, <laughs> and the Dean Martin show and desensitize these people. I would love it, man. That stuff would never get on the air today, man. And I grew up watching those the the Dean Martin roasts. The, 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 any given 19-year-old today couldn't handle 17 seconds of Don Rickles. <laughs> you know, they'd be calling lawyers, they'd be calling the cops if they can find one. So I appreciate the call. You know what I mean? Those are the guys I grew up with. 
I, I to this I will tell you, and I, I'm not a big stand-up comedy guy these days. I, I we watched the guy who's the, the guy we were talking about, Joe Coy. Yeah, now he's funny. He cracked me up. We sat and watched one of his specials, my wife and I, and that was some funny stuff. He's incredibly offensive. Um, I grew up watching, and you know what? And we, oh my god, we didn't think twice about it. Richard Pryor, George Carlin. Uh, later on, um, Sam Kinison, I was a huge fan of. Another guy who just was incredibly, said some really offensive stuff. Uh, it's the Lenny Bruce gene, is what I call it. And the Lenny Bruce gene is what all good comedians have, which is uh, you, you're not just a comedian, you're a social observer, yeah? Social commentator. And what I found in my life, and, and I, I, it was certainly true of my heroes, like I said, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy. I was a huge Eddie Murphy stand-up comedy fan. Still am. Sam Kinison. Uh, if there's anybody who's even comes close, and even he's not in the same ballpark, it's, uh, oh. Chappelle. Not Chappelle. Bill um, Burr. Bill Burr. Who I think is genuinely funny. I don't. I, Chappelle is sometimes funny, sometimes not. But Bill Burr is always freaking funny, and he's got that kind of over-the-top offensive stuff that he does. Right. But we grew up with those guys. Yeah. The, that that's what comedy was. We grew up in the original days of Saturday Night Live when it was pretty offensive. You remember the N-word sketch uh, sketch with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor? Mm-hmm. It's all about the N-word. Right. You'd never do that now. No. It, what about when Buck Henry would take pictures of Gilda Radner and Jane Curtin when they were dressed as little girls? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I mean, there, there was, it yes. was offensive. Very we, inappropriate. We, uh, we, you know, we'd go home and prime time was all in the family. Mm-hmm. You'd never get that crap on the air today. And so Generation X, I think, is really the last generation that grew up uh, with a pair. Let me just put it that way. You know, uh, to, to be able to handle... Mm-hmm scathing, offensive comedy. But you know what? Therein lies the truth. I've discovered in just my stupid radio career that you will get a thought into deeper into someone's head if you can make them laugh in the way you present it to them than rather if you just say something straight up to somebody, make a plea to somebody about something. Right. You want somebody to really think about something, do it with humor. And that's what the best comedians do. Uh, Don Rickles, yeah, I mean, his whole shtick was being offensive, and you ne- and it's sad to me because the the younger, God, I, I just I just slid right into old fart territory, man. I'm I'm there, but these stinking young people, I I you know I they they have no tolerance or a bit uh, capacity mm-hmm. for hearing anything that either disagrees with them right. or according to their milieu, <laughs> according to their zeitgeist, you know, they're just not able to allow themselves to laugh at funny crap. Well, oftentimes, with, and a lot of the comedians you've mentioned, when you listen to what they're saying and really listen to what they're saying, there's this underlying social commentary going Ex- on. Exactly. Yeah. But it was it was you know comedy was the top layer. 
Yeah. But underneath that was oftentimes some pretty deep things happening. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. It, you you have to look for that at times. And and, then, and it makes you appreciate what was said even more because sure. it was funny, but underneath of it all, well, you know. I Something never, serious. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the comedians you mentioned came along and they were they were tackling those types of things. They went for it. Where before that it was just a lot of, you know, booby and knock knock jokes. <laughs> and then these guys come along, you know, Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, and they just threw it in your face. And now we're kind of circling back yeah. though to being really tame and not saying anything right. offensive. But there are the ones out there who They're out the, there. There was a guy uh Anthony help me out, Jimmy. Anthony Jeselnik? Jeselnik? No, Jeselnik. 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 Right. Yeah. He he goes for it. Should I check him out? Yeah. I'll let, I'll check him out. Just sell me. He takes the gloves off. <laughs> but that's what comedy should do. Yeah. That's what art does. That's what art but should you do. You got to push the boundaries of certain. Is things. you make the comfortable uncomfortable. That's the whole point. And so, and the reason uh, a comedy, a bit of comedy, may while you're laughing, it may upset you, is because there is something true there. And sometimes the truth isn't fun. Sometimes the truth isn't pretty. It's ugly. Right. You look at Richard Pryor talking about heroin addicts mm-hmm. in his neighborhood that he grew up in, right? Where he does an imitation of somebody with the nods, mm-hmm. and it's it's an amazing piece of of performance art. How how could a guy who grew up the way he did? He grew up in in, in a whorehouse, for dirt time. stinking poor, yep, in, a, in a whorehouse. Yeah, he did. His mom was a prostitute, right? You know, he saw he saw things that none of ooh. us can imagine. But yet he turned he turned it, it into, into comedy that just killed us every yeah. time he would speak. But that's that's genius. That is was what how that he is. dealt with it, really. And his, yeah. his white voice when he would impersonate white people—he's <laughs> the guy who invented that. Yeah, it was wonderful. Everybody does it now. Like every black comedian does that crap now. Yeah. Pryor invented that stuff, that man. Great. All right. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez. Our executive executive producer Don Morgan, Trey Ware, my good brother Trey. More uh, Gunslinger tickets tomorrow. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.